0: This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management.
1: Now, on Talk Radio 1210,
2: WPHT, WPHT, HD, hd H-D-3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live
0: with Philly Lieber. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now.
2: Presented by the Law Offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano talk listen and speak to the region's most influential leaders it's saturday night live with philly labor
3: almighty god our sons pride of our nation this day have set upon a mighty endeavor a struggle to preserve our republic our religion
0: and our civilization and to set free a suffering
1: humanity
2: And as we begin Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, that audio clip, of course, from FDR delivering a part of his D-Day prayer back on June 6, 1944, and all week long, not only here in the city of Philadelphia, but throughout our entire country, throughout the nation, all of the... Conversation or much of the conversation, Pat, has been zeroed in on uh, the 75th anniversary uh, of D Day. You know, when I look at all of the skyscrapers being built and all of the construction here in the city of Philadelphia, I often think that that is not because of the financing from the bank, but from the blood. Uh, that was uh, spilled on that battlefield uh, back in D-Day. And I know Union has such an unbelievable uh, connection with those that have served and those that are serving. I just thought I'd use your show and your program as an opportunity to um, remember one last time this week.
3: Joe, uh, you you know you're so so much on point because none of that stuff... Would be as as it is here, with the uh, the freedom to be represented and and uh, to uh, those buildings being built are built by folks who were well educated from all walks of life. Um, you know, seventy five years and and still to see some of those great brave people, not just men, you know, because the the woman who fought so much here in the home front, but that in, when you hear about it, and I know we've seen a million news clips and but when you hear about it and you close your eyes for a minute and hear some of those uh, some of those gentlemen talk about what happened that day and, and you know when you hear somebody said you know the the water had been clear but it was red with blood and and uh, it 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 really is a different time and, and I know I I don't mean to be negative but you know too many times today uh, we we get caught up in the I world. You know, I need this, I'm this, I did this, I did that. Uh, that was a different time, but it, it really, really reflected what I think uh, I believe in in this country, the people who, who laid down their lives. And, and as the descriptions go with the uh, kids who were just out of school and uh, newly married uh, families that never got to see their, their kids... Uh, million stories but it really was and and when they say it was a uh, it it reflects a time in in our in our uh, country and the people in our country was uh, was extraordinary. This really
2: is was. this is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. It's our president's edition, our monthly special with President of the AFL-CIO uh, Pat Iding, along with Jay Doc Amjo Joe Krause. Uh, as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We do have a full audience for uh, the listening audience, and part of the reason I think Pat why the uh, why the show is uh, stocked or packed with a lot of information information, information we haven't talked to you for a while my friend you're a a busy man sir uh, uh, but nice to have you back for the month of june
3: it's been busy times and and i think that's a good thing i mean uh, all is not wonderful uh but but there's an awful lot of good uh you know uh, in my mind, we just came through some great elections that, uh, uh, you know, we have national elections, we have statewide elections, but when you think about where we live and breathe every day in the city of Philadelphia and the surrounding areas, this was a big election for us, and, and they should be a big election for us. Uh, I have to say, and I said it publicly before, Dorn, and I'll say it again, uh, this mayor is a little bit different. He's a little quiet. He's, uh, he's not flamboyant. But one thing he never never wavers with is the fact that he re- re- respects working people. He respects the need to have our kids educated. He respects families, and uh, he he uh, you know I know many times Mayor Street, who we work so closely with, said he wouldn't go anywhere without the union. Uh, Jim don't just talk it he don't go anywhere without the union and and he knows that folks should be making a decent wage and have benefits and he stands up and he says that and so uh listen a couple folks who were who were folks who were friends uh and good people for years who won't be in office when we get to november and, and the beginning of next year they've served us well you know jenny blackwell has been a great person for the community and for working people and uh, you know uh when you look at some of the people who will, you know the uh donatucci uh I know there's a lot of controversy on those kinds of jobs that are they necessary to have elected or whatever, the sheriff, all those kinds of things. Ron Donatucci has really set a, 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 a different tone for that that job that that's the that control that that's that's, a, that's that's something that came with a lot of years of experience and recognizing the people in philadelphia and who they are and what they are so there'll be some losses but the, you know we we're anxious and ready to work with anybody new that want to work uh, wants to work for working people and uh, i think we have that uh, we have that uh, looking at us in november when we have the other elections yeah no I, the, the
1: elections were uh, What's one of the things i wanted to obviously touch base on the impact labor had in in the elect in the elections and and uh the mobilization efforts and uh, everybody getting out there and 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 being a part of the process uh and we, like you said about the mayor kenny uh in his speech he he credited uh, his, uh organized labor and his and his commitment to organized labor um so it was definitely impressive um and certainly uh you know, you know, there were some losses, and when Janie Blackwell, you know, the the gentrification in the area, that the, the district's changing. Um, but she d- has always done a great job uh, for labor. She's been on the show uh, several times, and I obviously want to congratulate her on a great career. And um, you know, but I I do think that that the foot the imprint that organized labor made on this election was impressive uh, w- w- when you look at, at, at the, um, the support to those individuals that, um, you know, were, were, were labor endorsed candidates. Uh, we, we had a great day.
3: Well, you know, it's interesting, Joe, because a lot of folks separate labor. You know, the build and trades mindset, uh, the assembly's mind. Uh, you know, us, there's a lot of different mindsets. But when it comes to certain things and and the membership and those things, we come together pretty good. I mean, a good example, I think, is is Helen Jim. I mean, uh, you know, she she becomes a voice for a, a lot of reason, a, a lot of help for a lot of people. Uh, but in the end, she was the highest vote getter because I think uh, working people in this in this city respect what she's done. Different, maybe a little bit different than maybe someone who we've had traditionally, but. Times change and when times change and, and listen uh, you know I'll, I'll touch a bit with the coalition I'm, I'm with with the cleaning up the schools in Philadelphia I we know that education needs more money we know that those things but what we do know that we shouldn't allow happen is kids breathing asbestos having lead in their in, in their water and 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 seeing mice and possibly rats running around and the teachers and the kids shouldn't have to have that and and so being part of this coalition which I'm very proud of because it's the the group of of the the, the state leaders and and local leaders uh, behind Senator Hughes who's found some money that we can maybe work the governor and the other people to take a look at. And, you know, what's what's great about this kind of a coalition, it's not just city of Philadelphia schools because this is not just happening in Philadelphia. Things are old in this state and so if if we're able to move that money it's a hundred and some million dollars 85 million of it would come here to start moving the 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 conditions of the schools in Philadelphia I've been in those schools uh, and and folks know I come from representing the insulators and asbestos workers I know how many members we've buried with mesothelioma our kids and our teachers shouldn't have to have that hanging over their head from a from a a piece of uh, insulation that's hanging there while they're teaching so uh, uh, you know, these are the kind of things that uh, I think the city, uh, somebody like uh, Councilwoman Jim and others that that uh, even though they seem like that we're not all on the same page, sometimes there's some common cause that uh, I think this election showed. And I and I think just in the status of who came out first, second and third, you know, uh, no disrespect to who's fourth and fifth. But, you know, there there's a change here. And, you know, I've worked with Jamie. Uh, you know, she's going to be the. AR uh, parent, if you will, the council person for West Philadelphia. I've worked with her in some different positions. i you know, the the mayors put us in. And I'm, I feel very sure that uh, we'll sit down with new folks after the elections are final, and, and we'll work together, because the common cause here is the the people of Philadelphia, and particularly the kids of Philadelphia.
2: This is the President's Hour with AFL-CIO President Pat Eiding here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, presented in part by from Chapman Ford uh, on the Boulevard. Uh, Jim Stevenson, one of the few uh, individuals in the city of Philadelphia, I think, uh, who has- has reached 35 plus years pat of serving helping um, and providing support for the union and the labor community and i always try and find an opportunity in a moment within the framework of our program uh, to shout out for jim i will tell you his commitment is just really unconditional he's a genuine man he's a real man um, he's a real person and every time i end up in a conversation with him um, i walk away feeling that he's a real guy hey, Bill, he, yes. he,
3: he really is a neat guy and you've heard me say this before Joe in Philadelphia especially in Kensington uh, when you when you recognize somebody as being a real person that's kind of the highest thing you can say about them because it doesn't matter whether where their background is where their grandparents came from it doesn't matter the color of their skin if they're real people that means they care and Jim's that kind of guy. I mean, Jim Stevens is a real guy. And, and, he he and, is uh, always has us in mind when he's doing something. Mm-hmm. And interesting, Joe likes to get him
1: on the air and and, and give him the mic. And he doesn't like the mic. but that's mic. okay.
2: <laughs> he's not
1: Pat Eiding. He's not. But he is, he's such a genuine guy. But Joe, I, I get it. I love it when we get him on the program. And you know, you talk about
2: one Ken, minute, Joe. Sure, the break. You
1: talk about real people and 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 in Kensington, and and I want to give a shout out to Buddy Osborne. Um, he spoke at our injured workers. Advocacy Program event a couple weeks ago on the opioid addiction. And my God, I've never seen anybody uh, impact people in my life like he does. And and, and I want to thank him so much because... uh, I've never, you know, there wasn't a dry eye in the place uh, and talk, talking about the things he deals with on a daily basis. And so you mentioned that, Pat, and I wanted to give a shout-out because I know Listen, Buddy's near and dear to you. He,
3: he is in the toughest world that you can think of up there, and he's doing such great work with the, not only kids, but with other people, but mostly with kids and, and getting them on the right track. And he's had some fantastic results where he's moved kids that, that now have families and working in the trade and doing oh, things. He's done such a great Shout-out
1: to Rock Ministries and Buddy Osborne.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, We'll get to our first commercial break from our new studio digs here over at AFLCIL. Uh, we've moved. Dan Bowder has escorted us into the back room. Not quite sure if that's a positive uh, or a negative, but I can tell you when we come back after the commercial break, uh, Pat's agenda in front of him is full. So we'll get into the show, into the guts of the program. Back in a moment.
0: Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Ironworkers Local 401, and S. CIU Local 32BJ. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it. Not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart.
2: And back here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, it's a special edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. It's the President's Hour with AFL President Pat Eiding, uh, joining us here uh, for the full hour on Talk Radio 1210
3: WPHT. Well, Joe, a lot has happened. I don't know how much I can squeeze in in an hour, but uh, uh, one thing I will mention is that uh, quite a few years ago, we started a, uh, a community program called uh, Working Families Partnership, uh, unfortunately, because of, of finances and what have you, it kind of kind of got uh, slowed down uh, our efforts, uh, and we pulled it back together and and spent quite a time uh, working on it before we we started as an active uh, working families partnership, five hundred one c three. It's an interesting group because you know in Philadelphia when there's issues that are coming about invariably. And I'm proud of the fact that uh, most of the time, labor is asked to come in and join with the, I mentioned the Coalition for Cleaning Up the Schools. There's there's those kinds of things, Uh, whether it's the Fair Work Week. I know... Uh Councilwoman woman Jim and I worked very hard to get a lot of things done before we had to go out in the street and do your hours to get fair work week for people who, uh, unfortunately, have uh, have to work in, in two jobs and, and, you know, really balance out something and should have some sense of what their hours are, uh, paid sick leave, those kinds of things that we do in Philadelphia you don't do uh, by yourself. verily, it's the community and labor in Philadelphia that gets those things done. So working families partnership, uh, the board, uh, if you would look at the board of the working families partnership, you would be able to say half labor and half community, but it's every aspect of labor, and it's every aspect of the community. Really great community leaders and, and folks who work with kids, folks who, uh, uh, you know, work with homeless, all that kind of stuff. So we're really happy this is going, and we're taking it slow. Natalie Sewinski is our is our executive director for Working Families Partnership. We're in a stage right now to, to revamp our strategic plan, uh, a, a very active board. And what I think is going to happen uh, when there's issues in Philadelphia and in the surrounding areas that can be uh, be helped by the community and labor as a partner, they'll see Working Families Partner be that entity that can work. So uh, something we've been hoping to get back for a long time is now in play. Uh, the board is very active. The committee we have on a strategic plan – we also have an advisory committee that's made up of other folks in the community at, at at different levels. So, it's it's a marriage. I think that it it almost should be natural because labor and the community should be one. But this is going to be a a, a I I think a an entity that can really be helpful. And on uh, and, and the onset of issues that need to be fixed, you know, whether it's fi- finance financing schools or whatever. But I'm really proud that the, of the board that we put together, and Natalie's doing a great job. And I think you're going to hear a lot from it.
1: What are the ultimate goals? Like what some of the, the goals that you
3: have with the uh, with, with with the board and your well, and your well that's journey. a question that had to come up as we were talking to potential board members and and the advisory committee because there are a lot of coalitions doing some great work. Uh, but as I mentioned a minute ago. What I found in my 17 years here, I guess, now in this position, and of course, quite a few years before that, represent Local 14, that nothing really moves in, in a city like Philadelphia unless folks come together. And there's a natural fit with, with labor and the community because labor is, they're the people who live in the community. You know, you might get some flack that certain unions don't live here, they don't live there. Uh, you certainly can't condemn anybody because they were able to do better in their, in their making their living, they were able to do to a finer house or something like that, but invariably, it, you know, it is coming together, and 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 so I think the what, what will come together with discussions as we go forward with this group is that they'll be able to talk about and bring up issues that maybe before would have taken a while, maybe it would have them in the paper before we realized we we should come together. These are issues with especially with the with the uh, the kind of people who are on both the board and also an advisory committee they'll have some activity in their mind all the time and and what what'll ultimately happen is things that we can work together to to get something accomplished whether it's working with the politicians or uh, working in the street if we have to uh, and then when it, where there's some sort of a conflict we'll put that aside and and so unlike a whole lot of coalitions that have all kinds of things this will be a common cause kind of group and and uh, I think that's a good description of it uh compared to any place else where we've seen this, that the, uh, the community group up in Boston that started around the same time that we started this initially uh, has a real active group up there. They, every issue that comes up in Boston and in the state of Massachusetts, they're in it. And, and probably up there, they ha- may have more uh, community activity than the Central Labor Council because it it drives over into that area where where we're doing collective bargaining and those kinds of things that are common to what we what we're doing uh there's this other group that has the uh, the uh, the time and agenda to work on issues that are good for the city and I think one of the main causes we talk about is the folks who need the help the most in the city is where we should concentrate our discussion and debate around. You know, that they're the areas that we want to help. And of course, it, it, it comes back to schools right away, but it also comes back to housing. It comes back to what we could do collectively with uh, uh, driving finances or driving the, the thought process that, that we do a, a make, make a, a decent housing more available to people. You know, it, it's, it's, there's no specific thing, but I think the common cause that labor and community have a, a, a natural blend for or bind. That's what it's about.
1: And and labor to neighbor. I know Pat. That's near and dear to your heart. Um, it's such a big deal uh, that that um, the communities understand what labor is all about and the commitment and the people that you know that that uh, are part of organized labor and the issues that we care about. Um, do you do you find that it, it, it's it's helpful? To you know, for for the community and obviously labor to be um, united together on on a, uh, in an organization, does it, it do you find that there's education on both sides uh, in regards to uh, the community learning about what organized labor is really about?
3: Absolutely, I, I think, uh, and I guess some of it comes from the fact that I've been fortunate enough to be on a lot of nonprofit boards, so uh, you know. Uh, it, Uh, Too many times, by not being at the table, so to speak, we're knocking on the door too many times to come in and find out what's going on. So we, what we can bring with, with myself being on some of these boards and other folks who are going to be part of this program being on those boards, we have the pulse, if you will, of what's going on. So, uh, And I I think that, uh, you know, if we try to do on our radio shows, both this one and, and, and in the past, point out all the good things that unions do, you know, whether it's the All-Star Labor Classic, Lift the Vet, Exactly. Uh, I mean, there's so many things. I mean, uh, it, there's so many things that happen that don't hit the papers because it's… It's not the great news thing unless somebody's getting beat up or, you know, there's a rat, you know, this is something that gets, but there's just as excitement to me that people like labor and, and the, the uh, chamber folks from the chamber with Bill Sasso, when we did fair work week, we sat down with at least three or four roundtable discussions with with the community pub, you know the public uh part of the community the working part of the community and the business part of the community and and we were able to take away the real bad pieces that f- folks felt were bad and come with a law and, and if you reflect back we only had one rally and that was an information rally Everything else was done by discussion, and I think we can do more of that. And, and uh, uh, you know, uh, Helen and I may be strange partners from back when, but as we got into issues at the school district and other things, we became partners because we had the same common cause. We're trying to make things better for kids and for the people who, who are raising their kids.
2: Just a minute until we get to the break here uh, with Pat Iding on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Um, Pat, I'll get, you, I'll get your closing uh, remark uh, on this statement. Uh, I almost shudder to imagine what it would be like in Philadelphia if we didn't have unions. Unions are so involved in the community. Unions are so involved um, when there's an issue. The first one there to help is always a union member and I can't imagine what it would be like without him
3: well and, and I think that's that's, the That's not arrogance. That's no, just the, reality. The sad part about it is that folks don't step back and think about it. Your neighbors are union members. The people who live next door to you, you know, uh, somebody that may be dating your daughter is a union member. You know, and I run across people all the time because it's such a small world uh, that it's amazing how many people are in well, the same, same, you know, trying to do the same kinds of things in a different fashion. And
1: for dating your daughter, you, you want to hope that they're an iron worker. That's what I was. Well, That's <laughs> my two cents. That's
2: <laughs> Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor uh, along with Jay. Duck, it's our President's Hour with the President of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, back in a moment.
0: Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are brought to you by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420.
1: We're going to try to work with Republicans in a
2: bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, this is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. It's our President's Hour with the President of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, as we bring you back uh, into the show here on a Saturday night. One big shout-out to uh, Wendell Young, who was on uh, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT earlier this week with Dom Giordano uh, in a great... Eleven-minute interview, um, and I thought Wendell did an incredible job at outlining for Dom and for Dom's listening audience uh, the value uh, of the uh, state stores and the and where that is at the moment. So it was really, really, really good conversation. I know the podcast is out there, um, but Wendell did a great job uh, earlier this week. So a shout out to him.
3: Pat? Hey, listen, he's he's a great leader. He's got some uh, real challenges with his, with his pension program. With some of the stores, and, and uh, unfortunately, when people like Giant and a uh, couple of those uh, AD, whatever that other store, they come in and, and they open up stores, and, it, and and folks think it's really great because they're selling things cheaper and stuff like that. They should understand that uh, people are going out of work over those things. And same with Amazon. I mean, I, I understand it's a changing world, but every once in a while, we got to figure who is going to be put out of work when you do this. I, Listen, I I I just refuse, and I'm guilty of other people with Easy Pass because they're pretty much forced you into. But I will not go into a store and do my own checkout. I will not do it. I just will not do it. And if I have to wait in line for a half hour at Home Depot, I'll wait in line for a half hour because I I just see there's there's these folks that Wendell represents, represented him for years, and his dad before him. Uh, it's just a sad situation, and and you know uh we have to think about that and you know it it it's great to get something cheaper but uh listen how many people we put out of work because we bought something cheaper at walmart i mean you know this this has been a terrible thing so wendell's doing a great job uh trying to keep it together um uh, people don't realize that you know they see a big fancy store like uh, giant by the way who don't don't always build 100 percent union either they're not you know so anybody from our building trades to people who think giant's a great place to shop you have you have you know, shop rights that are, that are, that are, those workers are union. They have a pension, they have a health and welfare program. So if it costs me another 20 cents for, uh, whatever it is, I don't know, but a box of cereal, uh, p- but it's probably a little bit fresher than the one you're getting at that one anyway. But but you know I, I think about it all the time because that's that's the nature of who I am. I represent people that need to have a livelihood, and 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 it, they should they should not be separated by the folks who are the very richest and the very poor. We don't want to go to that country, you know. So
1: and and I'll tell you, Pat, it's a great point you make. I mean, you know, I I stop at uh, one of the stores, one of the uh, in my neighborhood. And it's all after, on, on the weekend at a specific time, it's all automatic checkouts. All, there's no workers there. Everybody's and busy, I don't yeah. see what, I mean, yes, I get it. Progress, technology, all those things. But my point is this. When does it make a difference about providing jobs? Uh, in other words, that's about shareholders, stakeholders in a, in, in, a, in a corporation. How proud can you be if you're putting thousands and thousands of people out of work? And I don't see prices uh, dropping no. <clears throat> immensely. I see owners getting richer and shareholders getting richer.
3: And 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 listen, we can't stop progress. Yeah, Are no, we, I get yeah, it. Absolutely, I mean, it's, it's like trade. I mean, you can't. It's a small world. It's not the it's not the world we're talking about seventy five years ago when we had to go by boat to some place to fight. The fight's right here sometimes. But but by the same token, we have to consider what's going on, and we have to be considerate of what's going on. Well, people and,
1: need to know about it because they're contributing to it. I get it. You know, we talk about a billion, a trillion. Sold with McDonald's or somebody like, or, or some fast food organization, and they're doing automated uh, tech checkouts. There are some places where there's no workers. Uh, they just put people who pretty much have minimum wage jobs to begin with out of work, and unfortunately, people don't see the big picture. I get it; I absolutely agree with you. Technology, capitalism, all those things, and but a, not on the backs of you uh, and Joe. the, the other thing,
3: thinking deeper, when you know, the, I know the first the first cry is going to be, uh, I know in the paper I read, Wendell's. They're trying to get some some legislation or some support from the government, uh, and people are going to come back and say, "Why? Why should we?" Well, why shouldn't you? I mean we put billions of dollars out there to save car companies and those kinds of things who are now getting half of their stuff from Mexico or someplace else. This is just to maintain a promise. It's like their social security was maintain a promise. And so if there's some way we can help that, nobody's asking for a complete handout, but help that to keep that piece of, of of our, I guess that's economy uh, for our folks who have worked their whole life and come into something. So listen, that's why, the election we just had was so important, and it's it's kind of odd because that election's still not over. We have elections in November, and we're already looking at twenty some candidates i don 't know it might have changed the day you know on the democratic side running for for what's going on in the white house and and this craziness that's going on out there and And, and I have to tell you uh we have to do a better job. working people have to have the respect if they if folks want their vote, they have to have the respect so uh and, you know, not too long ago, uh, about a month or so ago, I, I tried to pull everybody I could together from the labor movement, organized labor here, to talk about that issue. Because our friend Joe Biden had come out. And unfortunately for for Joe's people, the first thing they did, they went to the big money at the, you know, at the David Cohen's house. And, and uh, you know, we didn't get a call. Labor didn't get a call. And so I think, Hillary Clinton made that mistake the last time she ran. She forgot about Philadelphia and the surrounding counties. And so I, I pulled a lot of people together. I said, listen, I love Joe Biden. I, Joe Biden could be my president tomorrow. But we're going to hear a lot of people, and they've got to talk to us. So what I've asked our people to do, the leaders, to hold off any endorsement, if they can, and to keep your powder dry, as we as we use that expression, and let's put together an event somewhere around Labor Day, maybe not Labor Day, but the, maybe the week after, and ask all these candidates that are still standing, come talk to the working people. And whether we have to do it at a big hotel or at a convention center, depending on the, the breadth and width of what we're, we, we need let them talk to the working people get that respect there's time for that so why do we have to jump out for anybody i mean listen we could jump out for for uh, warren right away cuz all her we just found out all her workers are in a union that's great but that's no reason to commit until we hear from what they're going to do for us. What are they going to do for the working people? Listen, this president got by and got a lot of our members' votes by lying to them, promising the moon. Yeah. You know, uh, Any of them coal mines open? Yeah, like he took them to the hill and said, this is all going to be yours. Well, guess what? It isn't there. You know, whether it's the tax break that's helping the r- very rich and not really us, ask those people in New Jersey how the tax break is helping them. I mean, so why should we rush out? And we've done this too many times. And the next thing you know, we're split amongst ourselves. The one thing that happened in our Philadelphia election here for this mayor, we were together. Labor was together. The one thing that happened for Governor Wolf, labor in the Philadelphia five-county areas were together. So I say this, and uh, the reporter asked me about Joe Biden. Personally, I think Joe's a friend. I've known him for years. But right now he's a candidate. And as a candidate, we'd like to see him and other candidates, if they're still here in September, to come talk to the working people. Tell us here in Philadelphia, and the five-county area, what what's going to happen if you're going to be the president? Give us that respect. We may not have a big house in the, in, in, in the county somewhere, but what we got is we, we work every day. And, and a lot of people donate a lot of money and do a lot of time. You know, we're great for putting our people on the street, knocking on doors and and helping. So uh, come and talk to us. There's nothing wrong with that. So we're very helpful. I'm going to put a committee together. We're going to have some key people to stay on top of it from now to September. And I think we can pull this off. You know, many of the leaders said that they didn't want to start jumping in endorsements anyway. And our national organization tells us, forbids us to do anything until they do something. So... Let's do it this way, so I just bring that up because I know it hit the news wire and it, it, and, and know, it was, it was a, and
1: I, I was obviously I saw it, and I was you know did you was was there, did you get a lot of calls after that article mm-hmm.
3: uh, you know what N- not really I think I think I had a lot of a few, quite a few reporters want to talk to me, but uh, you know i I kind of stay on point a little bit, so I might be boring uh, you know i'm not I'm not well, going to talk names but or also anything, th- you know? th-
1: th- this election's too important. To working people, in many cases, even strategically, you know, to come out this early, um, you know, and 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 to. Uh Make the endorsement. I think, like you said, it's a long road, man. And you know, t- typically speaking, y- you want to you want to hear from the candidates. Of course, Biden's been, uh, you know, a-, a friend for a long time. But we cannot afford to lose mm-hmm. this
3: one. <laughs> and Joe, Joe, listen. There, there's there's a, there's some depth in this that folks may not think about every day because they you know they're busy taking their kids to the game or whatever. But what's happening with these courts? They're, they're going to, by appointment, they're going to take legislation, or excuse me, decisions from the Supreme Court and reverse them just out of politics. That's not the intent. That's, That's wasn't unbelievable. The, that wasn't the intent of our forefathers to do that. And so what we've allowed to happen here is that, you know, the, the Supreme Court may be so far right – that the people won't be even thought about anymore. I mean, you see it happening in states right now where uh, the the right wing people are taking an approach. Uh, and and I don't want to get into whether it's abortion, this and that. You know, I, there's there's a lot of thinking that comes personally. And and you know, one thing I won't do is put myself in the position of a woman who 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 has that right to make that decision, other than me. But I do will get into the fact that we shouldn't do we shouldn't change the law of the lands by doing it with politics and we're letting that happen and you know it doesn't matter whether you're democrats or republicans they'll do that there should be a balance and the supreme court even though they've been appointed by both sides of the, the parties have been much more balanced than where they're going to be if this thing goes forward and if we don't change something in this upcoming election 2020 you're going to see yourself being adjudicated not legislated, adjudicated out of many, many things that you had a right to. And that's the way this government was put up. It was put up there to make sure that we're covered. You know, the, the working guys don't have to think about who's on the Supreme Court. is covered. And that's not happening. It's scary.
2: Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Iding, for the full hour here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in a moment.
0: Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by IOTC Local 8, District 1199-C, and the Newspaper Guild. The right-wing conservatives don't have to drive themselves crazy. They can walk there. <laughs> God
2: bless you. And we're back here live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding with us for the full hour. that's <laughs>
3: Well, as we said earlier, there's, there's so much going on. It's, it's hard to isolate exactly the main thing to talk about. There's a couple of things. I think, uh, not the least being our, our national organization has, uh, elected to take Pennsylvania and move them into a group, what they call the, the, uh, the Great Lakes group uh, region, uh, which encompasses Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, Ohio, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania. Uh, initially, we, for many, many years, were part of the region called the Northeast region and, uh, the thinking obviously is around what happened in their last election as far as what we call the the rust belt states i guess and uh you know the, some of the changes that that by the way are slow but slowly being reversed in some cases wisconsin we got a, got rid of that crazy governor out there and and some other things interesting enough when when they made right to work states like michigan and they tried to do it in ohio didn't get it done um they they created a position for over fifty thousand more union members, so they grew instead of going down. When the when the Koch brothers and those people uh, pushed this Janus program, where where folks don't have to be in a union but they get the luxury of getting the collective bargaining in their favor. Uh, internal organizing has increased membership so there's good things so we we went to pittsburgh with the with the great lakes region and and uh, it was interesting because for the years that i represented the central labor councils in the northeast region um, we're now with all new people and a lot of different thoughts in their problems their problems vary in different ways but you you'd be amazed how extreme uh, some of the things that we we feel could be a threat here in Pennsylvania are already th- happening there uh, the, for example their public workers all they can all they can negotiate now is for wages out in Wisconsin they can't do anything for safety they can't do anything for uh, osha they can't do any of that stuff wages and that's it and and they got a limit they have a they have a a a limit of what what the dollar value is so when you look at what's going there and you look at what's going here in the state of Pennsylvania with all the problems we think we have so it's great to see that come together and and uh, that was last weekend and and so um you know we come back with ideas and we and we come back with thoughts that uh that we got to generate new things and so one of the things that uh, and this is really really a uh a, a a a brand new thing that we'll do next week when we get it approved by the board, but we hired a young man to uh to really start at a younger age to get involved in organizing and understanding the the politics of it all. Uh, Michael Cogbo is with us. He's the organizing coordinator. He's he's over here observing to see if I say to hey, right Mike, and he's everything.
2: silent today. There's no headset uh, on him, but he but but he did give us a good thumbs up. But
3: it, it very excited, and we were able to take him out there last weekend to uh, to Pittsburgh, so he could get a feel for what's going on. And uh, uh, not only was he well received out there, uh, I think he came back with a lot of uh, a lot of thoughts. So uh, I say that because we talked about how important uh, the election is, but it's also important that we also consider what we're supposed to be doing organizing you know uh, uh, there's there's uh, there's a lot of hotels that I think the workers are pleading to have better better representation right here in Philadelphia there's a lot going on that that don't always don't always surface but labor is is really come together over uh, issues that have been put there to split them apart and you know all the money that was uh, was put into the Janus program to try to get talk people out of uh, or tell people how they could get out of a union. What we're finding in Pennsylvania, it's reversing itself. We're <laughs> we're we're getting a more stable group of members because now they're in the union because they know why they're in the union and they want to be in the union. So uh, it's the kind of thing that that uh, it, it, you know we don't talk about a lot because it almost becomes. Uh, what we do but uh, a good example we have a young workers group out of our uh, council here in philadelphia Uh, i'm sure michael will blend right in with those folks there'll be uh, michael's been around a little bit for a young man have some young ideas come in and how do we do these things and and uh, maybe talk to some of the young people we're finding little by little that uh, the a lot of the millennials menel, menel, or Morales. young people. Let me, <laughs> I mean, it's young people. I don't know what you call them, <laughs> But they're starting to take a whole different look in, at, at the concept of unionizing yeah. and, and, and being represented and yeah, we coming had a, together.
2: We had a reference on our Labor Leader Roundtable show last week for, uh, live from the Sinesta Hotel about Yo! Philly. And that was part of the reason or part of the uh, conversation about uh, about just what you just referenced, getting the um, Millennial engaged and getting people engaged in this process to ultimately realize what the end result yeah, is y-
1: y- our, our futures are young people and what I love about labor is that we are we realize that, and we're taking the next generation, and not only educating them, but giving them leadership roles because they know how to reach out to their peers. With social media and all those new, uh, the new horizons of communications, young people are on the are on the cutting edge of that. Also, Joe, you say uh you know can you imagine what uh, what it would be like in 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 the city of philadelphia without labor without unions it's not hard to imagine just look somewhere where they're not and you look at uh, you mentioned Janice and and, and how the Koch brothers underestimate
2: and in many cases pat it's an insult to our uh insult to our intelligence to think you that You know what though Jay Ducker let me jump in and chime in off, off of what you're saying i almost feel based on what pat said about the suggestion of Joe Biden and some of those that are still standing, it's about time that they come in and talk. I I almost feel as like, are unions taken for granted? Sometimes, okay. and, and, and that part of it, that, thats we don't have time to get into yeah. it. Well, it's a good but, question. But, but, Politically, but, but I feel that
3: question. way. Yeah, I, listen, I, uh, you know, we, we I didn't we, mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. What really surprises people when what we have called Work in America, which is a satellite of our, our organized labor in the AFL-CO, when they go out and talk uh, about the subject of representation, about issues that are out there, they don't present themselves as the union person. People are very open to talk to it. So whether, whether it's intimidation or or bad press or whatever it is that, when you actually talk about it and you say, well, you know, these same folks that work in America will say, well, you know, if you belong to, to the union, you have this, yeah. And then, but you know, there. But I think it's changing. I, I and we went. Listen, we went through a time. Uh, when we talk about, uh, you know, how many, how many union members there were, you're talking about Philadelphia, a lot of things change. You know, manufacturing is still around, but it's in a different shape and form. And in the day when, when the unions were 22 percent, you could walk out of school in the 10th grade, quit school, and go down the street and get a job. But if you were a high school graduate, you get a better job. And, you know, if you're a college graduate, you could be the boss. And a lot of that stuff went off. You know, first it went south. The carpet mills, the textiles. Then they went off island. They went to someplace else. So everything's changed a little bit. And I think these young folks, and you're seeing it in our elections a little bit. These young folks, they're changing into different careers. You know, they may not be, maybe may, may not be in a textile mill, but they may very well be designing the, the uh, the technical stuff that creates these things. And but they also are starting to see. That standing alone, they're not doing as good as these people who, like the or the Koch brothers and you know those folks and the guy who's the president who makes his money off of uh, putting people out of business and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think you're going to see uh, more of an not only an exceptions for folks being organized in a labor union, but I think you're going to see a proactive group wanting to do that. And these young workers, I think, are going to bring that message together. 30
2: seconds, J.D. Hey, man,
3: I'm just happy to uh,
1: be back in uh, the fold with uh, Pat. It's been a while, and certainly we had a lot to cover, and, and uh, glad to have you
2: back, Pat. Well, we didn't cover any of it, Pat, no. but I'll have, no, have to sit on your desk, and it will have to sit on your in front of you until we get you back here uh, in the month of July, every um, month here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Um, we have an opportunity to do the President's Hour with the President of the AFLC. CIO Pat on give you 15 seconds before we well, say just, goodbye.
3: You know. Just because it's summer doesn't mean we go to sleep. There's a whole lot going to happen through the summer, and there's a lot of things we've got to pay attention to. But you're right, Joe. I don't know how I could bring everything in. That, that you know, that, that There's a lot of activity. That's a good thing as far as I'm concerned. And there's a lot more engagement by the, not just the leaders, but working people who want to see things change or they want to see things better. And uh, I think that's a good thing. As
2: we close the show here on a Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, we close the way we open. The show. We remember uh, those uh, who stormed the beaches uh, in Normandy, and we cherish uh, and value uh, the life that we have because of that sacrifice. God bless America. Good night, everyone.
0: Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and APSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.